Welcome to the China Jedi Tour, where we voyage out to meet, visit, and see both normal or strange, known or unknown people, places, communities, civilizations, and events, to boldly bring you original and completely useless but sometimes useful content and informational information, and as always, shine humor, love, and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you. Waka 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 con is on. The time has come for procrastination. Hello listeners and welcome to the China Jedi Tour, episode 9. Yes, the virus is upon us, but us humans, like Jedi, don't give up so easily. My family and I are currently stranded, or should I say stuck in England. We can't yet get back to our home in China. The Chinese side of my family have kindly welcomed us in and given us shelter. And China Jedi found themselves invited as a special guest to the Ferndale Radio Show, a local Plymouth digital radio station. This is a recording of the event, cool tunes and a fun, thought-provoking, balanced discussion on all things Corona. Sit back, enjoy, and may the smile be with you. Wish I didn't think I had the answers. Wish I didn't drink all of that glass first. Wish I made it to homecoming. Got up the courage to ask her. Wish I would have gotten out of my show. Wish I put the bottle back on that show. Wish I wouldn't have worried about what other people thought and felt comfortable with myself. Rooftop open and the stars above. Moment frozen, sneaking out and falling in love. Me, you, and I flew time. We just begun on the grass streaming. Figuring out who I was Those good old days I wish somebody would have told me, babe That Sunday these would be the good old days All the love you won't forget And all these reckless nights you won't regret Cause someday soon your whole life's gonna change You'll miss the magic of the good old days Never thought we'd get old Maybe we're still young Maybe you always look back and think it was better than it was Maybe these are the moments, maybe I've been missing what it's about Been scared of the future, thinking about the past While missing out on now, we've come so far I guess I'm proud At night, worried about the wrinkles around my smile I got some scars, I've been around I felt some pain, I've seen some things, but I'm here now Those good old things you don't know oh, oh, oh. what you got oh, oh, oh. till it goes oh, oh, oh. till it's gone. Oh, oh, oh. You don't know oh, oh, oh. what you got oh, oh, oh. till it goes oh, oh, oh. till it's gone. So as the show begins, keep your spirits high. Know that much good 
and great love will come from this very uncertain period that we all find ourselves in. And now I hand over to my host, my cousin, my family, Mr. Brian Longhurst. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you very much. That was the happy hour with Ryan and George. My name is Brian. Brian in the room, mate. Uh, I'm here with a very, very special show tonight. Lots to talk about. We're keeping it current. We're keeping it real. I have some special guests. I have some incredible choices of music, of course. Kicking off tonight with this one, just in case you are self-isolating, this is Joy Division with Isolation. Okay, there we go. That was Isolation, Joy Division's Ian Curtis, the late, great Ian Curtis. Oh, providing us with a little bit of weirdness at the end. What a great band. This is 
Wow, what is this? This is Ferndale Community Radio. This is usually the Tennessee Bob Show. Tonight it's not the Tennessee Bob Show, it's my show. I'm Brian, the roommate. I usually do a bit of a takeover, something to do with the the kind of um, American music. But tonight we're going to talk about something that's on everyone's lips. This is a serious show with some unserious music selections. I'm joined in the studio tonight by two very, very clever people, two people that know what they're talking about. Um, I'd like to introduce firstly, Riel, sorry, Dr. Riel Longhurst. Hello. Good evening. Hi. Riel is also my sister. She got the smarter genes than I did. I bought Carhartt. She went to university. I'm also joined by my cousin. Not sure we were trying to work out what stage of cousin he mm. is, but Chris Bradshaw. Uh, Chris is a resident of the People's Republic of China. That's the uh, PRC. You're absolutely right, Brian. Thank, thank you very much. And Riel, as mentioned, is a doctor of medicine, be it a junior doctor? Yeah, so... Um I graduated nearly three years ago, so I'm a junior doctor. I haven't started specialties yet, so I'm not an expert in anything medical at the minute, although I do practice as a doctor at Dereford Hospital um, Mm. in medicine and surgery. Great. Good hospital. Good Good hospital. hospital. Yeah, local. Very. And, well, Chris, tell us what you do. I just... Big up for Daresford Hospital. By the way, Brian, before we start, this um, the, the way I'm speaking in my headphones mm. sounds like um, I'm on like drugs or something. Does it? Okay. Is that, is that a problem? That's with my not brain normal. Or? I'll try and sort the technicals in a minute. And, and, and you sound like you're in a like um, like thing a under well. the ground. Okay. I'm worried because some virus is yeah. spreading. <laughs> um, but uh, we have a doctor here, so yeah, we're all good, yeah, it's everyone. okay. So, Chris, give us an introduction. Tell us about what you do for a living, or what you do in life, and whereabouts you live. Hmm. So, well, I'm from England. Originally from Bath, everybody, and I uh, went to China about 10 years ago on an entrepreneurial splurge. Nice. And I've uh, done lots of stuff, making stuff, sending stuff over from China to England and uh, all that blubber. And uh, But now I've had my kids there. I've got four boys, four small boys, all born in Zhuhai, a place called um, Zhuhai, everybody, which is in the south of China. Um, not next to Wuhan, uh, very close to Hong Kong, actually. There's okay. a, a, you can get a boat, takes an hour to Former get Former British Kong. territory, of course. Former, uh, in Hong Kong, yeah. Zhuhai yep. um, certainly isn't. But they've just recently built the biggest bridge in the whole wide world, mm. uh, 27-something miles long, that, that now is a land border with Zhuhai and Hong Kong. Okay. So, um, yeah, obviously... Uh, well, we're going to get into it. But we'll get, we'll get yeah. into it in a minute. Yeah, thanks for the introduction. Um, Riel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a bit of music, another little bit, because I want to just ease into this show by delivering some tunes that I've nicked from a kind of Facebook thread run by one of my friends uh, earlier looking for illness and virus-related music um, and some additions of my own. This particular one, I think, was selected by the biggest DJ in the Kent mid-Devon and Buckinghamshire (laughs) free party (laughs) scenes. His name is Mr. Krapat, a.k.a. Krapati. 
otherwise known as Ollie. This is Billy Idol with Dancing With Myself. <laughs> Billy Idol with Dancing With Myself. So, as I mentioned, as was introduced before, I have my cousin here and my sister. Um, 
we wanted to get other people, but these were the only people available. However, they've got some pretty useful information. They're both confident speakers. Um, and actually, so Chris, we w- I want to get right into this. Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about how you first heard about coronavirus or the, this particular coronavirus, COVID-19. Tell us about when you first heard about this. Um, should we call it a virus? So I'm in China, living in China in Zhuhai, where I've been living for the last 10 years. And uh, around end of January, February time, cousin Brian, um, there is a Chinese New Year festival, which lasts for like four to five weeks. So as teachers, we get a long holiday, right? Yeah. And it was coming up to that. And my dad came over to spend like a good month with us and the grandkids. And as he came over, I think that's when we started to hear that something was going down in Wuhan. And and just for for listeners, Wuhan to Zhuhai, where I'm based, is like like 12 and a half hours if you wanted to drive. It's a long way. Okay, that's probably longer than, let's say, the stretch, the whole of the UK, further. Oh, I I believe so. Land's end to John O'Groats. Yeah. Um, And so that was that. And then, of course, we had this whole thing about you know, people were starting to die of this whatever. We didn't really know what it was, a virus or something. And, and how were you hearing about this? Was this news or internet? Because you, you told me earlier you don't have Facebook, so well, you're not you, allowed you, to use well, it. Well, that's not that entirely true. It's illegal to use Facebook for the majority of Chinese citizens, but you can get what's known as a VPN, a virtual private network, yeah. which you know people like to do if they're into porn. You've got one, haven't you? I um, have, yeah, yeah. You've got several, right? So you know all about that. I and use Panda VPN, which is actually a company from China, funnily enough. Yeah, I haven't heard of the Panda VPN, but yeah. I'll have to look okay, it up. so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, so we can use Facebook and that. But it's quite funny when you ask me that question, Brian, because... I actually can't remember. This last six weeks has been possibly some of the shittest six weeks I've had. Oh, I beg my pardon. Sort of the SH1Tiest weeks I've had um, in my lifetime so far. It's been like a constant elastic band tightening around you know what. So mm. every day, like another bit of, yeah, it's a terrible, Doctor, isn't it? Mm. Um, how would you treat that? I guess you'd unwind it. Yeah, and, uh, and every day it just kind of like yeah. gets tighter with more news. So it, Something happened around then, and what we had was, I think, what we're about to have here is a progressive lockdown. Progressive and, lockdown, and, and wow. You, the symptoms of that. Oh, by the way, does people know that we are about to lock down the radio station? In well, two, yeah, two actually, days? I think it's been quite common, common knowledge, knowledge on this community tenants group, uh, obviously the community radio station. We are shutting this down um, for a unknown period of time from Friday evening. So mm. the last broadcast on Friday, 7 till 10 p.m. on Ferndale Community Radio, 07451223412. Get your texts in. You schmooze. <laughs> okay. The, yeah. uh, the last broadcast will be on Friday. Yeah, the, <laughs> the number of you want to text in, because this is a conversation. So if anyone's listening and they want to actually get involved in this conversation with a doctor and a resident of PRC. Yeah, the PRC. Yeah. Um, text 07451223412. Once again, 07451223412. So, okay, so you first heard about it in the news. Is there news in China? Tell me. Oh, yeah, there is. But, I mean, you don't really... I mean, my Chinese is all right, but I can't understand to that level. It's very nice, actually, um, living somewhere where all the marketing messages and stuff 
aren't in your face. Falling on deaf ears. Three for one, yeah. four for two, <laughs> all that rubbish. Uh, but, you know, I don't want to blow my trumpet, but I'm actually thinking about it. I've got, obviously, quite a good experience of what we're going to go through in the next few weeks, or, as you said, we don't know how long, mm. depending on how good our country comes together and contains it. Yeah. And what I was seeing... It was progressive it, shutdown, I think, is what you said. Right, but in, in China, they have the ability, you know, people listen quite clearly and well to instruction so what i was starting to get a little bit concerned with was that as i'd go out walking you know around the park and whatever you see various people with masks on right and giving you strange stares if you hadn't got a mask on you sure that's not just because you're blonde that's not no 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 i've it's the opposite here is it? You go out in a mask, everyone stares at you. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. that's true. You know, when we came over here, we thought, should we keep them on? And we thought, no, better not. It might cause a few, you know. Okay, so you start seeing people with masks on. Yeah, and then, like, you know Walking Dead, when they start making that noise? Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I didn't see that, but it was kind of like, it went through my mind. Yeah. And by the way, I got up to season eight, and I just don't know if I'm going to do the next... Hey, you're living in it right now. <laughs> yeah. That's this is what they built it up for, of real it? life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, I don't even know what season it's on now. Um, anyway, Rick Rhymes is out, isn't it? So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't watch many of these things in yeah, China, yeah. but that was one I particularly followed okay. for some strange reason, and probably here it is. Yeah. Uh, and then, so we started seeing people with white masks on, giving us funny looks, and then dun dun dun, we started to see things shut down. Shut down. Which is what we're going to start seeing. Yeah. Not just Radio Ferndale. No. Not radio stations. We're going to start seeing the majority of your regular service, you know, B2C uh, yeah. businesses start to shut. Of course, schools this, this Friday. Schools. And, and, and I'm Except a teacher. For, My school's um, been shut since the, the Chinese New Year. Of we course, have gone Chris, back. you are a teacher, aren't you? We didn't mention that, I think, yet. But Chris is a, an educator. I am an educator. I'm a young Key Stage 2 primary school teacher. And, uh, yeah, but not at the moment. Online teacher, yeah, I suppose yeah. they call me. Like an actor out of work, but <laughs> between jobs. I like to think for myself, really, as I found my calling with teaching, you know, all that entrepreneurship stuff and all that. No, 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 no. This is the real thing for me. I actually okay. feel like I'm doing something good. Okay. So, <laughs> so whilst, you know, are you saying that kids in your school would come to school with a mask on or wearing the... No, wearing... Didn't get, no, it didn't get to that. But I do believe when we start up again, and China apparently is going to be starting school again, in the next month, and Chris here won't be able to get there, of course, which yeah, we'll go well, into that's later. The, yeah, that's, I mean, you're struggling to work that one out. So, yeah. So, were there parents delivering them to school? Was it was it just people in the streets? Was it, did you see police or well, you, army? Or? The thing, the thing you got here, Brian, is this is this happened um, just as the Chinese New Year kicked in. Now, in the right. Chinese New Year, it's the biggest emigration of people in, in the world. Mm. You know, you're talking 1.3 billion people there about start moving around China, having going back party. to their homeland, having a party. Eating lots of nice food. So this is where you think you want to talk conspiracy. Okay, we don't at the moment, but maybe we're going to that later. We've but, got three hours. I reckon we're going to get there at some point. Well, this is where you think it probably wasn't the Chinese that let this one out, if we want to talk about where it comes let, from. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about what we think might yeah. be true, and let's talk about your experience. So. Yeah. Well, and so my experience was very much of talking about conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, um, sorry, doctor, I know you're, you're going to come in in a minute. She's going to check my temperature, which is actually getting progressively hotter. I hope I don't have the virus. It is warm in <laughs> it's here. It's a yeah. small room, isn't it, yeah. Cousin Brian? It might be my armpits, I'm not sure. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, uh, so just to end that, then my father came over. Two weeks of progressive shutdown. We couldn't do anything with the kids. Couldn't take them to the theme parks. We couldn't take them out. Even the parks were getting closed. Right. You know, there was not allowed. You were not allowed to go out and really congregate. There was vans coming along our our condo at like six o'clock, spouting out music and words in Chinese of a picture of a family mm. sitting around a round table, which is very common in China. Food's a very big culture there. Yeah. Part of the culture. Basically, a big cross through it. I'm familiar with that, of course. Yeah, big, big, big big cross through it. um, Wow. The table. So they were saying, you know, you couldn't even sit around the table. So you could tell it was getting serious. The message was trying to be get got out to everyone in society. Okay. So we just thought, look, where's this going? Are we actually not going to be able to get out of our house? Let's have a holiday still. Yeah. And go back to the UK. And instead of doing our summer holiday here where we come back in the summer, mm. let's just swap it and have a winter holiday. Mm. And okay. that's where we left, February the 5th. Okay, right so February, February the, the 5th. 5th. Let's keep that, that yeah. date in our timeline for discussion. I'm going to drop a couple of bits of music here. Firstly, just um, going out to anyone who was alive in the 60s and 70s, anyone who's ever seen a film with John Travolta, big dance film this is uh, night fever which is obviously a reference to the fever that you get when you're ill um I'm sorry everybody but i'm playing it so yeah night fever by the Bee Gees. here we go
There we go, the Brothers Gibb, a.k.a. Bee Gees, Barry, um, I can't remember any of the other names, but the Gibb Brothers, Bee Gees, Night Fever. I'm moving straight into something else, a little bit out of left field, uh, a little bit less related to Virus, other than the fact that this was released on a record label called Virus Recordings. This is a big, big record if you're, if you're ever into jungle and drum and bass. This is Alien Girl by Ed Rush.
Okay, okay, okay. So there we go. That was Ed Rush with Alien Girl, dystopian music for a potential dystopian future, even though that was released, gosh, I don't actually know, long time ago, um, possibly late 90s, let's say 1998, the evolution of the tech step or the split between tech step and jump up or whatever you want to call it. So we have been discussing, well, previously you've been listening to us discuss what was going on in the People's Republic of China um, from Chris oh, sat across the desk there. I've got uh, Dr. Riel Longhurst here as well, uh, my little sister, who wants to give us a little bit of information about certain parts of it. So, Riel, let's start off with, um, at the top of your list, what was it we were discussing to initially? So we were talking about worst case scenario without um, this, without society taking any sort of measures. So if this is if we just sat back, did nothing, just said, do you know what? Because this is what I said. This is who I was. I was the guy that said, this is rubbish. Mm-hmm. This is nothing. This is a cold and we're not even going to see it. So if we all listened to me, th- what would happen? Okay, so, and anecdotally, I've actually encountered people still today who say, oh, I don't know why we have to do these measures, why do things have to be closed, why is this happening? So it seems like there isn't enough information out there about it. But if we sat back and did nothing, um, so we've got 66, around 66 million people in the UK, Um, the number that would be expected to get an infection would be 81% of, of the population over the course of the epidemic. So that's wow, about so 54 million. 54 million people mm-hmm. in the UK yep. would actually contract the virus or it would attack them. Is that the right, yep. the right way to say it? Yeah. So, so okay, so that's a lot of people to, to actually carry it, have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this number could contract the virus anyway but it will be over a longer period of time if we take measures right if this happens Mm. in a very short space of time we can't treat all those people so if we looked at the number that get is expected to get infected the number of cases that would actually require hospital admission is 4.4 percent of those that's 2.3 million 2.3 million people will need hospital throughout that, well, within that 81% of people Mm -hmm. that get it. And how many hospital, have we got enough space to do that? No, we definitely don't have enough space to do that. Um, If we look at the number of these people who require hospital care, it will be about 30% of those requiring critical care. Now, critical care requires... Critical people potentially dying, surely. Yeah, so... These patients, they, it's usually to do with acute respiratory lung disease. So they get a, a, a huge inflammatory action in their lungs, and they require they they require intensive care support. Okay, so that's for the layman like myself, an inflammatory action that means they find it difficult to breathe, if, if yes. nigh impossible. Yes, so we need to help them to breathe. So to do that, we need machines. We need Iron doctors lungs. who know how to work those machines, and we need nurses who know how to look after people on those machines. 
Um, and the number, if we just let it spread without doing any measures, would be about 700,000. And at the minute, in the UK, we, on, we would only have about 5,000 capacity of these machines. Wow, that's terrifying. However, However we are so working... That, 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 yeah, I mean, guess the way that we, would, we have to put these numbers out now is mm-hmm. that this is if we didn't do anything. If yeah. Boris, Bojo, Domcom... Mm-hmm. All those men up top didn't do a single thing and ignored it like Mm -hmm. me, a.k.a. Andy of Facebook. That's what would happen. Yeah, so I I don't want to scare Munger. I just wanted to release, like, to show some of the numbers because that will help people to realise that it is serious and there are things that they can do personally. Okay, so you heard that from a pretty good source, I reckon, that if you don't do anything and if you don't believe what's going on, you're wrong. Um, and Yeah, and it's important to know as well that there are lots of other things going on in the background with regards to the machines and yeah. that we are hoping to increase the sort of capacity to, for ICU care to about 15,000 over the UK. So... That is being worked on, which is great. Um, but then that brings us on to talk about, well, what things can we do? Okay. Well, let's, I'll tell you what, let's hold that for the moment because I also want to talk to Chris about what were... You, you in ways, had, had a kind of blind vision in front of you. You couldn't read, you couldn't hear, you mm. couldn't see what was being told to you by the government mm-hmm. and all this public advice um and so when you saw these people where did you go to go hold when you saw these signs with tables family tables with crosses through them and you saw people wearing masks in the street what did you do where 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 this information that i could go all oh, right that's rubbish what did, yeah. where did you go for that no i think i don't think it's as severe as that um because uh you know, we're there in a foreign expat Chinese community. I work international school. We have friends who Chinese can translate. You know, there, mm. there, there wasn't a problem with okay. the communication. The problem was what what what's going on here that is stopping shops opening, people putting masks on all the time, and and just you know that feeling that something's something's going down. But by the way, before we talk about what people can do, I mean, you know, the main thing that everyone's doing at the moment, right? What's that? Or just buying loads of stuff from the supermarket. Yeah. Toilet yeah, nice, roll. N- nice one. <laughs> nice one, everybody. That's, Bag roll. Th- th- this isn't actually where we get in a bunker underground. No. Uh, this is actually where we should come together and buy normally because the supply is still there. You know, another thing is, you know, in Walking Dead or whatever, technology went down. Yeah. Well, mm. we don't. We got technology. This is our savior in a way. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I actually read something yesterday. And this this is clearly un, like hundred percent unproven. And um, and, and Marta, my fantastic girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, she texted me and said, "Oh, something's going wrong with my phone. The O2 network is having issues." And then did a little bit of research for her, obviously because I care about her mobile phone performance. Come on. Uh, and yeah, there was there was some drab stuff on the internet about the mobile phone networks being well they're, they're, they're keeping them going because of the amount of sickness and people that were off off work or not available to be due to their engineering they mm. could suffer and yeah. for a lot of people that is the internet so mm-hmm. anyway so sorry go back to what you were saying yeah no i i, I think you've got a point there i mean i, I do think through all of this whatever anyone's experiencing now as they listen to this 
things are going to get worse. We know that the virus is going to get worse. I've seen that. We've, we've got a case of it in China. You've seen the progression of it. Yeah. But there's positives out the side of it. And my point was just with the technology, you know, at least you can speak to your mum when she isolates for 15 mm. days. And yeah, you, know, yeah. you can't bring the grandkids around for Mother's Day, perhaps this no, weekend. No. I, I do think, you know, we will get through this. Uh, it, it's just in a way, actually, your mum said it today, Brian, it could be almost like seen as a factory reset, yeah. you know, where we just reset, just take a little think about how we're running our lives in this capitalist selfish kind of insular way yeah. where we don't know our neighbor from the person 50 miles away. Yeah. Um, I think this is what this is shouting about as well. And there's some positives I really hope that we can talk about later. Okay, right. Well, so, I mean, guess from sort of the health societies or public health England, one of the first things to do was, or one of the first bits of advice was, we need to stock up on, well, keep washing your hands. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. can't wash your hands with soap, use... Uh, what's that stuff called? Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. So, yeah. and also, don't go around touching stuff too much. So, here's a little song from a young man. Oh, it's probably old now, but he used to wear really cool trousers. This is "You Can't Touch This" by MC Hammer. Hey, can't touch this. Baggy. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Time. 
touch this. Can't touch this. Break it down. much mc hammer okay so we were just talking about what we would do well no what would happen if we didn't do anything we just sat on our laurels and said right whatever come at me Mm, doesn't look good doesn't look good does it guys it really doesn't Mm -hmm. the doctor has spoken doctor yeah the professional advice is uh let's not do that so (laughs) i tell you what let's talk about what we can do and how that affects the terrifying numbers that you alluded to, mm. Riel. Mm-hmm. So at the minute, we don't have any sort of vaccine to stop. So we need to take um, measures that aren't related to medicine. So these are called non-pharmaceutical interventions. Right. Um, and these, there's two kinds which I'll talk about, but in general, they're aimed at flattening the curve. Now, people have probably heard about this. Yeah, I have, yeah. What it means... Flattening the curve, right? Yeah. With your stomach. <laughs> I have lost a bit of weight recently, but that's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> so if we didn't take any measures to stop the spread of the virus right now, then the number of people getting infected at any one time is going to surge, and that's going to be way above the capacity that we have to care for them. Right. That's... We're looking at a 30 times more capacity demand, 30 times more demand than we can treat if we don't take these measures now. Okay, so this is important. We Mm -hmm. have to take these measures soon. Yeah, so there's two. So we've got mitigation and suppression. So mitigation aims to slow the disease. It involves self-isolation of expected of suspected cases. Thank so you, staying George at Division. home yeah. if you've got your symptoms, um, cough or fever. That's what the government has recommended. Um, families in quarantine for 14 days if you have someone in your household who is a suspected case. Right. And social distancing of the elderly or the vulnerable people in our society, mm. because these are the people that are going to be hit the worst right. and by the virus. That includes the elderly, sure. That includes the elderly, so we're going for over 70-year-olds and the immunocompromised, so people with certain illnesses or medications that suppress their new immune system. Right. Um, so that's mitigation. Now, numbers, if we just did that, we're still going to have an eightfold times demand for ICU. Wow. 
I, has eightfold the capacity that we actually have. Mm-hmm. Is that in the private sector or is that in, sorry, is that, is that in the public sector yeah. or in the complete public and private added together? I'm not sure, okay. to be honest. I think it's public and that's without creating the beds for the surge demand. So okay, right. That's without the best numbers of us pushing up the care, making more machines or yeah, more yeah. beds, getting more staff in. And we yeah. can talk about what m- initiatives will be in place to try and increase these numbers yeah, of okay. care. Um, but with that, there would be a, about 250,000 deaths expected in Great Britain. Quarter of a million. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty much the, like, that's like the population of Plymouth. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, that, well, that is the population of Plymouth, actually. Yeah. Thank you very much. Local yeah. knowledge. Yeah, so, so the best case scenario for mitigation, that will reduce health care demands by two thirds and deaths by half. Yeah. So if we didn't do that, we would have about 510,000 deaths in Great Britain due wow. to coronavirus or its complications. Okay, okay, okay. Now so, the, sorry, go on. Now, the other option, which is coming out to be the more preferred policy right now, just because of the numbers that it's coming out, and all the numbers and data are based on models from epidemics in China, and I've... taken it from the Imperial College COVID-19 response team who works, um, who's affiliated with the WHO World Health Organization. You sent me that earlier. I had a flip Mm -hmm. through. I was at work, so I couldn't really read it properly. So they released all this data on the 16th of March, two days ago, and it has influenced government um, initiatives. So it's good data. Yeah. So Um, the government initiatives and things, they're thinking on their feet all the time, you know, daily updates, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Mm. So they... Basically, what they've said, the only viable strategy is complete suppression. So what does that involve? Well, it wants to really, really slow the growth, stop the growth. So it includes what I said before, quarantine, isolation of suspected cases, but social distancing of the entire population, not just our vulnerable people. Okay, so let's put this in Andy on Facebook terms or my level of understanding. That's sitting in your homes, only going to the shop when you need mm-hmm. something. Everyone wearing gloves and protective face masks. The the army or the whole of the emergency services kind of policing a... Martial law, mate. Martial law, fundamentally, yeah? Yeah, so... This sort of um, me- these sort of measures would be supplemented with schools and universities closing. Yeah, which is happening. Which will there will be issues with that because there'll be absenteeism and yeah. more people wanting not to stick to the social distancing. So, so this is people rebelling against the mm-hmm. protection that they have been advised to save themselves and to stop half a million people dying. Mm-hmm, exactly. And Very selfish. That's a lot of uh, people. Well, hang on a minute. I mean, there's a lot that's been said in the last few minutes. A lot of stats, great stats mm-hmm. from the doc, you see. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was quite a wild statement you just said there. <laughs> people rebelling. I okay, mean, what no, are I, we I, rebelling I, against a minute? Because what we're saying is, in effect, the solution to this problem, Rial, doctor, mm-hmm. is human suppression. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? Sorry? The, mm. the solution to this, based on our stats, mm. to get rid of this problem is human suppression. 
Um, is suppression not more just the term you use to describe? I think people how being stuck it. in their rooms and not being able to go out. Yeah, yeah, is no, no, suppression. Yeah, yeah. I hey, think I've never had to. I've never had to serious stuff. That. So they better have these statistics right. Mm. Um, well, Riel's already said that these statistics are based on models using old. You know, these yeah. are these are statistics and presumptions based on research that's happened on previous stuff. So we're only. We're only touching on what could possibly happen. I think it's going to... I mean, that's what we're building up to here. Basically, what you're saying, and I completely agree, suppression has profound effects socially, economically, psychologically for everybody. Mm. Absolutely everybody. So, and it needs to be timed at the right time as well. You can't be... It can't be being put through too soon because... We have other problems, which mm. I could talk about in a minute, about a research. Yeah, we'll, we'll go into that in a second for sure. And I think that what what you've delivered there is quite a clear understanding of the kind of, not binary, but two ways that we can go mm. to protect ourselves and the advice that they've got from is it Imperial College London, mm-hmm. which is linked with the World Health Organization. Um, Chris, when did you start noticing things like this happening in, in your city, in well, China? That's a good question, because... China, obviously, there's a big thing about China, how they dealt with the virus. Yeah. You know, about it was very draconian mm. and, you know, not good leadership and just too suppressive. Yeah. Well, I actually can't remember any of my friends who are now in China and have been there since this kicked off, since I've left, yeah. who actually were told to stay in their house and not come out. There was a case where we'd like it if you stayed in most of the time Mm. but the supermarket stayed open and they were allowed to walk around the lake and things like that yeah that that's my point i I think yeah because the the directives i've read today have said look social distancing doesn't mean you're or let's say you can go and walk around trapped in your house you're not trapped Yeah, yeah and it's it's coming down to what do we really need to survive as a human well we need food i think there's always going to be food um I'm not 100%. No, there will be. Um, Fingers crossed, we, anyway, because I'm starving. In, we need relations with other humans. Yeah. We can achieve that through online, at, if we needed to, Skype. Yeah. Community um, radio. Yeah. yeah. I, well, like, I do a lot of things. Left. <laughs> a lot of things I do, I do on top of working as a doctor. I do singing, I do choir, I do yoga, um, do acting. Yeah. And do you have four kids in your house? I've got no kids. Right, because that's a big one. A kitten yeah. on the way. Four little yeah. boys in my house on lockdown. Nah, nah, nah. No, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but what I wanted that's to tough. say was all these, I'm getting it all emails from these um, clubs, which are all closing down, but they're all coming up with um, initiatives to deliver their classes online, which yeah. is great. That's good. And we are allowed to go outside, go for walks, go for runs. You could do exercise, get now. your endorphin up. Now. Now we are in yeah. complete suspre- suppression. Yeah. I'm not sure what the nah. limitations would be. Well, I, I think yeah, we, 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 we're be not some. sure. We don't know. No, yeah. Well, we, France we is happening now. It. I spoke to a teacher there today. My wife did. Mm-hmm. And she said they're not allowed out. If they go out, 
they're told mm. to get back in mm. and they're fine I've seen as that. a penalty yeah. so gosh i think it's the same in spain they've got army out in force mm. preventing that well, as well and the cases in spain are well the tested confirmed cases mm. and death toll is rising rapidly in spain mm-hmm. um there's a lot of problems you know social problems that have existed in spain for the last five to ten years based on lots and lots of things that are causing health services to be stripped or yeah. not stripped or to be to be uh, struggling and 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 wound up and i guess the thing is people just have to get through this somehow um and we're going to get through the next three and a half minutes with a very very big selection here from a young man named daniel beddingfield if you know who actually wrote this song and who produced it you're a uk bad man i gotta if get you food don't, yes thank I you very much if you don't know who did you know that daniel beddingfield or think that Daniel Benfield was responsible for this. You're also a UK bad man. <laughs> so here we go. Thank you very much. Daniel, Daniel Benfield with Badinfield. Got to get through this. Got to get through this. Mr. Benningfield, brother of Natasha, friend of artwork, matey, matey, dubstep, createy. Anyway, 
I'm going to play something else because we've got some heated discussion going on in here. I think we're all going to beat each other up. But whilst we're on the uh, kind of theme of Corona, here is Corona with Rhythm of the Night. Okay, there we go. That was Rhythm of the Night by Corona. That was actually one of the first tapes I ever bought. Um, I remember I bought it in uh, Woolworths in Helston in Cornwall with my pocket money. Good times. (laughs) Good times. Pre-coronavirus times. Those were the ill years or non-ill years. Right, just quickly, you mentioned tape. 
Yes. Um, I was going through a load of my stuff in the garage the other day, getting rid of it, you know, because I'm just back here for a while. Yeah. And I had a whole box of cassette tapes. Nice. And I picked them up and thought, bin, charity shop, or keep them. Keep them. What one do you reckon I did? Bin. Keep uh, them. Charity shop. You can't have all free choices. Uh, I don't know. I yeah. kept them. Yeah. But yeah. then as I taped them back up, I thought to myself, how am I ever going to take them back up? Excuse the pun. How am I ever going to... Um, <laughs> Play the damn things. Yeah. Does anyone have a tape player anymore? Um, if anyone ooh. is listening who has a tape player to sell, mm. you know, just one of those little ones with the buttons on the front that, you know, used okay. to have in the classroom. I'm quite happy to pay f- something for it. Yeah. Um, you know, or maybe we can do a barter or something like that. So I'm just putting out there, there anyone with a tape player. I've actually got a tape deck. You've got a tape deck? Yeah, of course deck. I have. I've got a... You didn't have a bike pump that I asked you for. No, you've got I don't ride a bike, but I do listen for. to lots of music. My God, that's yeah, I've amazing. got a Yamaha tape deck, which was actually given to me by my best friend's father before <sighs> he passed. In fact, when he passed away, they gave me his tape deck. It's a lovely single Yamaha oh. YS. Four two nine, I think, is the model number. But well, by the sound wrong. of that, I don't think you're going to be selling it to me, are you? No. <laughs> uh, I don't use it. It's in my shed. I'll tell you what, let's talk about this oh, later. Okay, yeah? we'll talk about that later. Let's, talk about, well, let's get back to the programme here, because um, there's 100,000 listeners, which is the biggest listenership we've two days ever, to go, two days ever to go. had on this radio station. Riel, let's go a bit further into what you wanted to talk about here. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you mm. had some numbers on, we were talking about suppression, mm-hmm, mitigation, mm-hmm. Um, and you had some ideas of things that you wanted to, you think is worth talking about. And I just want to just interject before you go on, everyone listening, these aren't solid facts that we can say, right, we're experts in viral uh, nano. Epidemiology. Bio- yeah. They're from Imperial, aren't they? I mean, they're pretty, they're from Imperial College, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we're having a few problems with Riel's microphones. Let's have a little test again. Hello, testing. One, yeah, two, one, bit. two. One, two, one, two. That's better. That's better. Yeah. I'm just turning that gain down a bit. Um, one, two, te- one, two. Yeah, That's there good. you go. That's mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, Riel, enlighten us. <laughs> um, so, with... the talking, I was talking about suppression. I just wanted to talk about the numbers that we would see compared to doing nothing if we just did suppression so with doing absolutely nothing if you remember the expected deaths would be 510,000 in the whole of Great Britain if we did suppression with um, closed isolation household quarantine entire population social distancing and closure of schools and universities the number of total deaths is between 8,700 to 39,000. Right. So it's very much, it's very different. So an improvement, would you say? Oh, yeah, it's great. It's Obviously, we don't want any deaths, but that's not going to be possible. I I think it's clear to say that uh, statistically we are going to lose people. Mm -hmm. Um, Emotionally, what that means to everyone is really quite terrible because... Mm -hmm. All right, all right, yeah, 20,000 people are going to die, but one of those people you're going to know, or you might mm-hmm. might be you. Tell you what, Bright, I was in Vision Express having an eye test. There you mm-hmm. go, Vision nice. Express, little call out for them. Yeah, yeah. Very good, actually, £10, and they gave it to me for free because um, 
they said, oh, can you wait there? We'll be with you in a few minutes. And no one came. And 20 minutes later, I said, excuse me, i got to go and take my kid up somewhere. And they yeah. go, oh, it's, no one's seen you. Yeah. So I will give it to you free. It was really nice. Okay. Really nice lady. Good and customer service at Vision Express. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and much better than Specsavers, which I think was like £25 mm. for, for an eye test. Anyway, <laughs> as I was lying down and she was looking at my eyes, um, she said, oh, uh, my friend's aunt literally died in uh, in the Devon hospital two days before my Vision, Ex- uh, Vision Express experience of coronavirus. 59 years old lady mm. um, with existing conditions. Now, really terrible. And, and like you said, with these numbers, regardless of who they are, what age, it's it just shouldn't happen. But when we talk about deaths, mm. and you say the statistics, Rial, mm. well... Deaths does kind of make us think, you know, people dying, obviously. But mm. if we really look at this, it's very clear that there is a certain demographic where those deaths will be from, would I be right in saying. And well, I'm not saying that's a good, uh, a good thing, a bad thing, whatever. I'm not judging it in that way. But I'm just saying when we talk about suppression, which you talked about earlier, which is everyone can't go out regardless of your age, surely if we're looking at this from a scientific perspective – and I, and I don't know the stats on this. Maybe you can tell me. How many out of those 5,000 whatever people that are projected to die are going to be under 60 years of age? Um, and I say that because surely that has got to be taken into consideration with our strategy. If it is affecting only the aged, mm. then those are the ones we need to protect. Those are the ones that should get to the yeah. supermarket. Okay, so those are the ones we should be really helping. Right, yes. Yeah, okay. So in my own personal experience, my mum is 60, mm. I think. Yeah. yeah my dad think. is 61. My stepmom is 62. Yeah, my, my grandmother, out to nanny, all the way up there in Worcester Park, she's Shout 86. Out. She's un. It's unbelievable that she's that age. She's 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 eighty six, <laughs> so isn't she? Active, yeah. She's had all sorts of things, like lots of old people. She's been through the war, yeah, um, and whatever. But within our own little family community, we've all made decisions together, yeah. to stop taking our young family, our yeah. fun family members, to see them. Um, we've we've advise them to stay in and um so so yeah that's that's that is what everyone has to do that's your own responsibility as an adult as a as a compassionate human being Mm. you have to make these decisions with your elderly members for sure can the numbers tell us what how many no they can't surely can the numbers tell us who's going to get it critically and i think they can can't they i think it's very clear in china yeah so the there are estimates of um the severity of cases and yes so the the estimate for example of people over 80 of getting it 70 percent of those will require critical care right now that percentage does go down, but let's look at the ages of forty to forty-nine. Mm. The percentage of those people who will get COVID nineteen, six point three, will p- require critical care, mm. and that is still a big number. Because they'd have existing conditions as well, no doubt. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. It, it depends on different. It, it's not just to do with having other conditions now. Having other conditions is makes it more likely that your disease will be more severe, mm. but it's not necessarily. I mean, I haven't heard of a death yet that is under, um, and I might be totally wrong, but I'm just saying, you know, 
from the media, scare media, whatever, that's under 59, um, who hasn't had a pre-existing condition um, and has and mm-hmm. has been taken away. But but, but now say one thing in China. Interesting to think about is okay. So what about ages 50 to 59? 12 percent mm. of those people will require care, critical care. Mm. What percentage of people aged 50 to 59 don't have an existing condition? Mm. I don't know the numbers, but I do know that a lot of people in that age bracket have hypertension, high blood pressure. Yeah, yeah, diabetes Diabetes, is prolific. That's an existing, yeah, an existing. Heart disease in that age group is prolific. Most of my aunties are in that age group. 12% of those requiring critical care. Mm. That's a lot. That's a lot. And that's just that 10 age, age age bracket. 60 mm. to 69 that's my mother yeah 27.4% of people in that age bracket yeah. will require critical care and so. and the numbers you alluded to don't look rosy for the fact that or for the capability of our services public no, services no. or private that's to actually issue, help those help those people out yeah. but we <laughs> are trying to work on increasing the capacity yeah and if we if we follow measures non-pharmaceutical interventions mitigation or suppression if we do follow social isolation the number's going to be much less they're going to give us more time to provide more equipment and everything more capacity to treat a lower number of cases at any one time before basically how long is this going to need to go on for well that's that's that is a question none of us have an answer to um you we did discuss a uh, a vaccine. We're not going to get in that because I'm going to play some music yeah. just to break this up a little bit. Um, this is actually Chris. This I think is by your band. Oh, is it? Yeah, mm. you do actually exist on the internet, which is oh, crazy. thank you very much. There you go, crazy. Um, yeah, no, it's not. So, Chris, tell us about your band and tell us about this song. Maybe six years ago, a good friend of mine in Juhai Ryan. He plays a didgeridoo. We started playing stuff together and. Uh, yeah, it formulated into uh, a band called the Sun Yat Sens. Uh, if you Wikipedia Sun Yat Sen, it's a great story. Mm. Um, early 19th century Chinese history. I'm really interested in it. And he was born actually in um, Shangshan, Zhongshan, which is the, the city next to uh, Zhuhai. Right. Um, so, yeah, we're called the Sun Yat Sens, S-Y-S. And uh, what song is it, by the way? Uh, Ting Bu Dong. Ting Bu Dong. Yeah. And Ting Ting Bu Dong. So that means um, uh, listen, Ting Bu No Dong understand. So it means basically I don't understand what you're saying in China. And as a foreigner, um, when you try and speak Chinese when you're first there, yeah, um, you or, or they say it to you, you just say Ting Bu Dong. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, that's it's like uh, in Spanish speaking countries. No entiende. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, man. There's okay, a cool. Well, reggae, let's roll with this. Reggae this rock. Tingbudong by the Sun Yat-sens. Yeah. 
Automatically algebraic, but not prosaic. Just let me sway it, play it, pay it like a never-ending game that can't be tamed. No complaints, just entertain. Okay, okay, okay. I'm pulling that one down because the debate in the studio is literally going bonkers. Um, so I think it's 
I'm going to start off by saying Chris made a point and to both of us in the studio here and maybe to our listeners, he kind of gesticulated to the thought pattern that statistically the ill people are going to get ill and, well, this is how I took it or how we took it, which is completely wrong. Chris kind of discussed that ill people are going to get ill and they're going to die anyway, sort of. That was... No. Okay. So he didn't say that and he didn't mean that. So if anyone no. listening, Chris, your, your point wasn't that. No, it absolutely wasn't. Um, and, uh, yeah, words could be minced. I apologize. It was taken like that. Basically what I was saying is in our strategy and, and Dr. Rial was very eloquently talking about the two ways mitigation and suppression. When we talk about suppression, none of us have gone through suppression before, um, like a martial law type Mm. strategy that I think we should be very um, aware, and I think the statistics show that, that the population that need the greatest, shall I say the word suppression, are the later ages, um, certainly 59 upwards. So they your are, point is to care about them. Yeah, and I really thought I did make that point. Categorically first. Um, and so that's my point to make okay. again, and not to be taken the other way. And, and so what I'm feeling is maybe, and this is, it's a great thing to talk about, isn't it, Rial, is mm. in this strategy, because we're going to move to suppression, yeah. would it not be a the best thing first instead of blanket burning all of us saying we can't go out mm. to say look let's love and care for the older ages of all our the society people that need it. they can't go out I'm, I'm sorry for people who are listening at that no, age no, no, but no, this no, we've, is we've backed it up yeah we've, we've made a point of making this clear because it, it, it we all pointed out we all realized that we needed to say this so that would stop a great amount of those susceptible people getting the virus or coming near being actually touched with the virus yeah. yeah and we can communicate them you know speak to your mum your gran through technology of course mm-hmm. um i know it's not great but but then the question is as you were saying real mm. well what about the other suspected statistical prediction of the other age groups that possibly could catch this virus and die of it and that i find is a very interesting uh, discussion isn't it i don't know what we can bring to the table at that but yeah so riel what, what what are your feelings on the our strategy to treat the most needy and, mm. and yeah um or what do you want to say about that because well, yeah but basically what you're saying is that we should be that it should be the elderly and the immunocompromised people who should be suppressed rather than the general population at the beginning uh-huh at the beginning so so you do you do agree with suppression of this of the of the entire population or? i don't agree with the suppression of the human race okay. in any sense of a virus or ever I mean, there has to be some type of free will to our life here but mm-hmm. you know if we're going to deal with this very philosophical almost ethical debate that there is that there is an ethical debate within all of this yeah. you know there is that we human rights and everything mm, yeah it's massive issue but if I, I know if you get it and you test for it i know that the likelihood is you're going to survive Five days later, you'll get over it. Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal boss, you know, our kind of age group. Yep. Tom, ha- uh, I don't know, how old is Tommy Hanks? Probably 50, 60 years old. Uh, well, is it? Yeah, is it? Yeah. But and the point is that someone, if you're in that age group, yeah. it's a lot less likely that you will. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah, so what are you saying? Answer Brian's question. What do you think we should do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think we should I, do? <laughs> so I'm just giving out possible ideas. Well, I, so, I just want to say. Not suppress them or suppress well, all of us? I want or? to say that from the data that I was 
delivering on the COVID-19 response team from the Imperial College, looking at mitigation as an option, that's when the elderly are the ones that social distance themselves and the immunocompromised and the people with comorbidities. The difference between complete suppression is that social distancing is of the entire population. Now, the figures Mm. given for mitigation are, as I said before, we will still have an eightfold demand for ICU beds. And it's expected there will be 250,000 deaths in Great Britain. Wow. With just mitigation, that's just the social distancing of the vulnerable and the isolation of suspected cases and the household quarantine of families who stay in if one Mm. of their family members is infected. And I do get the point. I, I get the point that, yeah a family of five being in one house and not being able to go out, that's difficult, especially if they're young kids. It's The impacts of this, the coronavirus pandemic, it's just impacting every part of our lives, ethically, socially, um, psychologically, yes. you know, emotionally. It's, it's the changes that it's going to bring about, I believe, are seismic in all these areas. Yeah. For society as a whole, and we and when and I think we were discussing this a moment ago, and you said the universe because it's universal. This mm-hmm. uh, change, this dogleg in how we're going to interact with each other, care about each other, mm-hmm. um, and how society together all needs to make the best decisions. Mm-hmm. But we do need the right guidance. So it's given, like given the numbers that I've talked about with just mitigation in the UK we're not on complete lockdown yet and I think what's been on the tip of a lot of people's tongue in the last week is why aren't we on lockdown yet like so many other countries Mm. like France Mm. Spain Italy yeah um where you know Asia Japan they've been on lockdown as soon as they heard about it but these Asian countries already have experience of an epidemic back into the early 2000s the SARS, SARS I don't think it's that though it's a cultural thing I'm, I'm you know you live abroad for a long time in Asia you see there's a huge difference in how society behaves mm-hmm. how the you know the hierarchy yeah. works that's and a huge I, factor of course yeah, huge. but you, think... fa- you face that in different areas of this city yeah. So mm. people that live on the hoe and people that live right here in Ferndale, the community values between those people will be totally different. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it doesn't need to go as far reached as to uh, China mm. or anywhere else. It's it's about finding a way to elaborate a common goal to various portions and, and areas of society. Mm. Mm-hmm. How would sorry how, sorry how would that work different? Because I'm not from. Plymouth, that's well, interesting. Uh, all right, so I grew up on the hoe. We have um, PL1, let's call it, P- out to PL1 crew. I hear you. Um, <laughs> anyone that grew up in PL1 will know that you had the hoe to go and play on. Your parents probably were reasonably well off or weren't struggling with severe poverty. Uh-huh. We do in Plymouth have um, areas where we have fifth generation social care yeah. um, in families. So there's people in different areas that have been dealt 
different cards and some of those cards a bit tougher than others and therefore their educations have been alternative the way that they interact as communities i would say in lesser economically stable and developed areas possibly community is actually a bit stronger or community values Mm. than certain areas where for instance where i grew up was in a a guest house Mm. like a semi-hotel people transients students everywhere more independent independent less reliant on people that they live nearby but in some of the areas where money food schooling there are social um challenges possibly would allow community values to be yeah. slightly more welcoming i would get this is a guess and listen I'm, to I'm, and listen to and respect i'm coming debate, from yeah. a very very privileged background and angle and there's some things i can't really comment on but that's mm. my idea yeah okay so okay so, real uh, go on sorry so why so if we're talking about why the uk hasn't been on lockdown yet yeah is that what? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah let's, let's, why? let's talk why? about why. So, yeah. why? So it need I think they're going on a very measured stepwise approach yep. because there's this thing which you might have heard flashing up as well called herd immunity. Yes. Mm. Yeah, well that's yeah, that's interesting. The so the idea of herd immunity is if a certain if more of the population are exposed to the to a virus mm. When, when you get a virus, your immune system basically attacks the virus and it develops a way to attack the virus the next time you get it. So the mm. next time you're exposed to the virus, you won't be infected with the illness. Yeah. So if you're in a herd, if you're in a group of people and, say, a number of you have had the virus so you're immune to it, it's yeah. gonna, if you come into contact with the person who has it, you're not going to get infected. Okay. You're not going to spread it on. Right. So herd immunity is quite a strong way of reducing the spread. Yeah, because I I read that and I looked at my layman's term of understanding and I thought, oh, bloody yeah, there we go, yeah. Sound like Bojo, what do you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> how does my garden grow? Anyway, um, I'm going to step, step, step not in. Not very much by the look of your yeah, garden yeah. recently, mate. <laughs> My garden is shameful. Anyway, um, what we're saying really with herd immunity is for everyone, it's time to get ill. And this is the Beastie Boys with Time to Get Ill. Yeah. Woo! 
Yes, okay, here, get down to these fat 808 drums. Do any other drum machines exist? Not in my locker, mate. This is a fat one. This is the Beastie Boys. Time to get ill. Adam Yost, rest in peace. Thank you. Okay, so one more thing we need to discuss here. And Riel, do you want to introduce this one? Wait, what, what, Chris, Chris, you tell us what we wanted to talk about here. Hold on. Is it about the virus? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Corbyn. No, COVID. I just, you know, I was just going over, um, it's great having Riel on here with some actual stats because it puts some black and white on this situation because I think a lot of us have been saying every day to, an, you know, to thinking that we have in our head or a question our friend says is we just say, I really don't know. Yeah. I really don't know. And I don't think most people know. And maybe even the people with the stats and, you know, Boris Johnson. The the overarching whole element of what we're talking about or what we think we know about truthfully is that we don't know. We don't have a clue. So this is all presumption. This is all planning. This is all semi-fantasy. But stepping into reality for all of us right now, you can't get back to your home yeah. and do your job. Yeah. Riel, you work in the health system, the public health system. We haven't got enough beds. We're not enough beds, not enough funding for years. You oh. said the NHS well, has been underfunded. Disgrace, we all it? know this. Austerity measures and what came before them are despicable. And this is a huge problem based on the statistics that Riel's alluded to. We have got enough beds we haven't got enough machinery we don't have enough people so look what what really is the main problem that has affected how we're dealing with this the government are doing a step-by-step process clearly that's how it's working based on the delivery of or the series of delivery of um like i don't know policy and changes changes to self-employed people's tax changes to sick pay changes to the way that you can claim a three-month holiday on your mortgage business rates being put on hold for 18 months or a year. These things are step-by-step being introduced by the government. 
But let's say that free ho- three month holiday on on your mortgage runs out. What about me? I'm a private renter. Um, I I work in the automotive trade uh, day by day. What if my business gets shut down by the com- by the government? Or what if we don't make enough money? I probably don't get paid so Mm. there's worries there's social and financial worries Mm. for all of us right now in this room times that by 30 million um and then the whole of the uk including people of wealth including privileged people including people that have been rolling around thinking they're doing really well on stocks and shares Mm. so excuse me because we all know the global share prices on everything is dropping massively what is the what are the implications of this for let's say let's project ourselves into a year's time um one thing's definitely for certain cousin brian is uncertainty thank you that is one thing for certain another thing is how you very nicely said that piece it's ripe isn't it for a green alien to come down on a spaceship and say we can help you out. Yeah. That's, that's, that's another thing. I, I often might not think, be so certain. I often think that aliens, if you were an alien and let's say you were looking down at earth and you saw all the lights <laughs> going everywhere, you, I wouldn't come in there. I'd, I'd, like, watch, oh it. I'd gosh, watch it on TV. All that smoke and all those lights. There's no way I'm going down there. <laughs> yeah. Riel, what do you reckon? Well, I'm definitely not a financial expert. <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that it is a worrying time. from a financial point of view especially for business owners people who are already you know just struggling day to day to feed themselves already without Mm. a virus yeah it's like that whole wave of panic buying that we're still seeing happening is just really affecting so many people that can't afford to do that yeah i mean does I it actually give you an went... upset stomach, does it, Doctor? No. Pardon? Does it give you an upset stomach, does it? Toilet paper? Yeah. No, mm. no the virus. The virus... Mm, it's not one of the top it's symptoms. Not one of the top symptoms. People should be mm. buying cough sweets. And what are those ones? The horrible ones. I hate to suck the lemon ones. Lockets. Lockets. Are you a locket man or not? Horrible. No. Are you a locket lady? I like strepsils. Yeah, I like yeah. those, but I li- not I like tunes, Strawberry you know, the black ones. tunes? Yeah, I like those, the black currant. I think black eucalyptus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anything black currant. Mm. Can you buy them now, or are they all gone? I don't know. I've Brexit probably got rid of those. <laughs> you can still buy them. I've seen them, yeah. yeah. Like kids okay. on the playground selling one each for like yeah. a quid or something. I, I mean, know. the toilet paper thing, I'm not going to go over this because it's ridiculous, and it makes you see videos of people running into supermarkets <laughs> and think, what is actually wrong with you? <laughs> I went to Poundland earlier and I bought four rolls of toilet paper. I live on my own currently because Bobby is away (laughs) doing something. Um, And that will last me a month. Were they a pound? Easy. They were a pound, yeah. I bought some bleach that was two pounds and I bought some wagon wheels, which was just a pound. But side details. Should be called Poundish Land, shouldn't it, really? Well, when it it first started, everything was a pound. That was their slogan. Um, But, yeah, I think... I didn't know that. Riel, tell me about what your peers, I'm talking about your professional peers here, anyone in your, um, that your clique who, what, what are their feelings and what are their projections on what they think might happen? Mm. Um, <clears throat> Says it all, really. Says it all, it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I can't speak for my peers, but 
I can speak about what we've been trying to do to sort of prepare for what's coming. Okay. The the surge in beds, we've been having, we get tutorials for protective gear. Mm -hmm. Um, Some hospitals are cancelling annual leave and study leave so that there's more doctors. I know my old university have asked their fifth, year medical students to step up to the role of a foundation year one doctor wow which um, is well, usually not, year six or seven well it's so you after you qualify after five years of studying you're a foundation year gotcha. doctor so it will not step up to the role but to work as part of the team delivering yep. different aspects of care but not necessarily having the privileges of a doctor like prescribing and mm. discharging so it's limited but they will get paid yeah okay um I've spoke to a few people who agree with this slow method of um, getting a little bit of herd immunity, not putting the lockdown so forcefully so soon because we need people to stick to it. Mm -hmm. And if it's lifted too soon and we don't have herd immunity, there's usually a rebound of the virus, um, which would be expected to happen in about September, November, if you're another surge. Right after the the mm-hmm. heat and stuff of the summer passes, right? Kind yeah. of it, you just get a natural. So sort. once all the so I think China is the place where all the epidemiologists will be focusing a lot of their study on to see what's happening mm. there now. What mm. will happen to their death rate because they completely flattened their curve. But what's going to happen now that things are starting to reopen and people are starting to socialise again? Is Uh, there going to be another surge? And that's going to be a really useful projection for our actions for our for our Uh our benefit. This this is the thing we're talking about as well is testing. So, yeah, tests, test, test. I have I got coronavirus? Got that message for you, didn't they? No, have (laughs) I got it? Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Stay indoors for seven days. You might do. Stay indoors for fourteen days. You might still have it. Yeah. Testing. Um, we need real data. This is the this is the age of data. Yeah. People say data is like oil or the new oil. Big data exists. We have programmatic <laughs> advertising and programmatic technology and algorithmic stuff working out mm. with machine learning and basic AI. What can happen? So what? Why are we not testing people? I mean, this this is. I know the answer to this. It's because of resource. But resources are stopping us being able to test everyone that thinks they've got corona. Yeah, and it's not just... But hang on, this isn't just a British thing. Let's, no. let's be okay. fair, worldwide. Um, two points, if I may. One is, as Rial was talking about the, the, the student doctors that are being called up, mm. it, it, it flashed... Uh, I'm going to go on to tests. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it flashed up an image in my head of when, before I left China in early February, of the mass kind of images you'd see that the government was putting out of these doctors mm-hmm. going to Wuhan saying goodbye to their families in tears because they might not come back it was seen as that that serious yeah mm. um and yeah it is serious and they'd shave their heads when they got to the hospital and of course what you also will know I'm sure from the media is they built those massive hospitals in six days to put people I didn't believe take- that I didn't believe it. Well, they've been built. That's crazy, man. Yeah, well, you know, you can, you'll be able to print your house soon, won't you? Yes. On, um, mm. but, but, but anyway, are we coming... China was... Um, anyone who tested positive for the virus was being put in hospital. Okay. And that's why they were building these numbers. But yeah. Also that 
the healthcare just couldn't deal with the surge of the number of cases. Yeah. And, well, building hospitals in seven days is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I think that's when... I think hearing that, for me, was a bit of a warning. Like, what is well, going well, on? This yeah, is exactly yeah. my point, because if this is coming... Mm. If this is coming, what, when we say this is coming, what you mean testing? Or no, if we're going to need doctors because let's not also forget mm. if cases start going in, like Riel says, statistically going in with a possible coronavirus and mm. they have it and they need to be treated. What's going to happen when the doctors start getting it? Exactly. Because that's going to happen. So what's going to happen when the junior doctors start getting it and, yeah. and 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 therefore we can say all oh, china has a lot bigger number and, and and stuff like this but china attacked this in a very different way to what we're doing it in a step-by-step phase yeah. now we, we're talking about testing as well and you brought this in which is a great segue into mm-hmm. what you were saying because i've often said why why is it that when i went for my i, I, I spoke to um west ho uh, GP surgery uh, two weeks after we arrived because that's we did, my home surgery. We, Thank we, you we very did much. a fourteen day. We did a fourteen day self isolation just to be careful because we come from China. We very responsible. Um, but my youngest son Kai, who was three and a half months old at the time, had a cough and that was persistent. It was well before the virus started from December last year, and we wanted a doctor we could properly speak to in English to just say, "Hey, but virus." Could have been around then, I think. Right, 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 absolutely. And so when I when I spoke to them, I told them where I come from. Obviously, I'm not going to hide anything in this situation. And um, I was put into what's called Corona Protocol. Now, at that time, listeners, about four weeks ago, I really don't think. Well, I have to say, I spoke to nine one one. Sorry, nine one one. Uh, is it 911? 111-999, Derriford Hospital, West Ho Clinic. All four of them, different people over different days, and none of them knew what they were doing, or mm. others, others ones were doing. Um, it took about four days for them to come and pick our family up to take them to the... Because they said we couldn't come because of the, the chances of infecting. Mm-hmm. But my point was, that was four weeks ago, and clearly we weren't ready. Um, I'd like to think that we are getting more ready for it. And when I got tested with my family yeah. and I was swabbed at Derrisford, Derriford, uh, Derriford, sorry. Uh, it took, they said it would take three days. I said, all right, where'd you send it to? Uh, uh, well, they didn't really know, but I asked another Bristol, Bristol hospital mm. did the, did the test, did the analysis and it was told it would take six days to get the results. And we wouldn't be told if we were negative. And we finally got a letter through about a week ago, actually, saying we hadn't got it. Yeah. Um, I didn't really need a letter, I suppose, email or something. Mm. Wasting time on letters when we have an Save emergency situation. Save the trees, situation. of course. Well, yeah. and those, of course. So my point is, I thought, why can't we put resources into, worldwide this is, WHO downwards, a test system for a virus. Uh, we know we've done science. You're a doctor. This is not a massive thing. There's mm. the virus. Uh, we need something that can link to it specifically. Uh, we test, I guess it'd be a blood or you know, we can do it on a swab. Um, mm. Why can't we get this done in an hour? Yeah. Um, and, and, and so my point is, if someone has a symptom, we have a situation where they get tested yeah. uh, in a safe facility. Uh, and therefore, and by the way, this test, everyone would get it even if the virus was latent and kind of not producing symptoms. I'm, I'm, the virus is in there, right? Or maybe we're saying there needs to be a replicated load 
for the assay to bring back a positive test. I don't know. Yeah. But one thing for sure is they could get a test done quickly mm. um, if resources were put in. Why? Yeah. I think that's that's a key thing there. So putting the resource and the backbone for the testing to be key, become clear, obvious, and, and quick, um, more, more importantly, is probably really, really on the goals of the agencies that deal with this because three days could be life and death for some people surely mm. yeah okay well whilst there's a, <laughs> big, up that, a big sigh from everyone <laughs> i'm gonna play a song here this is um actually a, a band that uh Riel and i have a cousin who's married to some of the bassist guitar he's the bassist so oh, these, really? these are a band out of dublin <laughs> they're called the coronas this is haunted <laughs> Till you see me, be a better friend I'm caught, gotta break away Yeah, we stalled it, we're stalling And I won't be wasted I'll always give you praise Didn't you let me chase it down Yeah, we fought the wrong way around I'll see that it gets you, yeah You know I love you there's an easier way You tell me I sing things I'm afraid to say I'm not above it I'm just upside down We don't have to talk We can just make sounds To show me something
Sounds of Coronas there, coming out of Dublin. Decent, decent band. Um, sadly, maybe their, num- their name gets related to this. Who cares? River of the Night by Corona is an absolute banger. That was haunted by the Coronas. I'm going straight into something else now. This one's dedicated to my mum, who requested this. Sorry, requested this via Facebook. This is the police with "Don't stand so close to me because you're going to give me coronavirus." Okay, I'm just interrupting this uh, piece of music just to answer a question about a friend of mine, um, Mr. Thompson. No, I don't think from the kind of entry-level professional opinion of my sister, Dr. Riel Longhurst, it doesn't seem that an intravenous dosage of vitamin C, in brackets 30 grams, that's quite a lot of vitamin C, uh, I don't think that's going to cure corona, but she doesn't know officially. Let's keep going with the police. want to interrupt again yeah a um an enema is probably isn't the way to deliver vitamin c thanks ben give it a go though who what's the worst that can happen
Uh, there we go. That was the police with Don't Stand So Next to Me. Um, not sure. We've got some reports of some royal uh, royal kind of um, happenings. I'm not on that one tonight, Ben. We're going to save that till after the COVID-19 outbreak has been dealt with. Uh, I'm going to step in, well, step over quickly to something else, which is nothing related to COVID whatsoever. I just want to play it. This is the Venga Boys with Up and Down. Firing your questions over 07451 223412. And for this reason, we're now producing a new, unique record called Up and Down. Pump it! This is taking us right back. This is the Venga Boys, translated as the Cumboys. people.
Thank you, the Venga Boys. So we're moving on swiftly. We, um, we've been discussing here, right, so we haven't mentioned the V word yet, have we? Vaccine. Um, yeah, terrifying. Well, hopefully going to save the planet. But um, from, from now, let's, let's just pretend that we have got an official timeline, an official target of 18 months. The vaccine will have been tested. The vaccine will be ready. It will be safe. And it will be available for free, let's say. I mean, this is this is really <laughs> fantasy. Uh, Donald Trump doesn't own the company that have made it. Bill Gates possibly does, but he's given it to everyone because he's, what do they call people, rich people that give money and stuff away? Philanthropists. Philanthropists. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Benefactors are people that yeah. fund businesses, I think. Anyway, um, so the vaccine is coming. We've got 18 months from right now, which is, I think we're on the 18th of March. So let's put that March. 18th of September 2021, vaccine lands here, there, China, Australia, Africa, all countries like that. Africa being a continent, that's a joke. I'm not stupid. Uh, what was I talking about again? Anyway, vaccines, yes. So what can we do? Riel, you're a, you're a health advisor, you're a doctor of medicine. What's your best advice? So I think the first thing, even though the numbers are scary, it, is knowing that this is a big thing that's happening to our population right now. And there are things that we can do on an individual level and a group level to ease us through it. Now... I think it's really important to listen to the advice regards to suppression, isolation. If you are having any symptoms, don't go outside. You're going to get through this yeah. without Daniel having Daniel Beddingfield to. told us yeah. that. Um, oh, sorry, artwork. You've all heard about the public health advice, hand washing the 20 second, for 20 seconds. Yeah. There's lots of songs. Happy you can birthday, do it God Happy save the birthday. Queen. You could do it like Marilyn. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's yeah. how I like to sing it, actually, yeah. to myself. Um, you can do it to Night Fever, I think, a Beyonce song, Love on Top. So oh. whatever picks your fancy, takes your fancy. Um, in terms of like panic buying, I just don't think there's a need. Stop buying stuff, you morons. I mm. think the shops are going to be stocked, and if they go down, we will be provided with food. Yeah, like, stop buying stuff, for goodness sake. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and remember your elderly neighbours who are in isolation right now think... Do I know anyone? Let me get in contact with them and see if there's anything I can do. Can I get them shopping? Can I bring them some wool to yeah, knit yeah. with? How Great can I? Comment. Can I just? Call, I don't know about anyone else, but with all this happening, I've been thinking about lots of people who yeah. were involved in my life, but I haven't spoke to in years. Mm. Just thinking, I want to see if they're okay. Yeah, you can spend your time in isolation on the phone to people. We have that luxury. Yeah, and that's. As long as we got the internet, that's not going to go away. Sorry, when you're at an airport mm. and you're waiting for a plane, that's like the time you always think about contacting people because you yeah. are literally yeah. self-isolating. By, buying Toblerone <laughs> and contacting people they haven't spoken to in months. I have an idea to sort of assist the 
what's the word the good kind of atmosphere for old people so mm. you know in Plymouth we have these big bay windows that open out onto streets mm-hmm. like a lot of UK homes do yeah. if everyone opened their windows and people that don't have the virus who aren't needy or aren't locked down went and did like little dance shows for people outside their windows yeah so like old couples could just kind of just sit there or old or needy or the mm. people that need it and then you could just have like little shows you know yeah. only needs to be 20 seconds and you could also do that really cool trick where you pretend that you're walking down some stairs <laughs> that's my advice yeah. people um, I also want to point out there's a group um, on Facebook that you can join. It's called Help During COVID-19 Plymouth. Nice. So if you are in Plymouth now and you're struggling, you, are, you mm. aren't able to get food, okay. formula for your baby. What's the, what's the name of that again? That's Help During COVID-19 Plymouth. There you go, people. Help During COVID-19. Get on there if you need help or if you can deliver help. Thank you. Mm. And then think about, I think... The virus is here. We, we, the government, the healthcare systems are trying to do everything they can to stem the reproduction and the high numbers of crying critical care. Know that there are a lot of people working on this, not mm. in, just in Plymouth, but absolutely globally. Everybody's working on yeah. this. We, as a human race, have come so unbelievably far in a thousand years. Yeah. So... I think we can take steps to we as a human race we will defeat this virus and this is a bit philosophical come on people we've got this you know China built hospitals in nine days so six why can't VW created the DSG gearbox for automatic cars that's an engineering feat I can get behind (laughs) so if we're waiting for this vaccine in this time and we're still getting this high number of critical care cases why can't we commission factories to build a lot more ventilators hospitals are already looking at delivering ventilation to about five people that's a machine that helps people breathe by the way delivering that to what using one machine to give that to three people at any one time Mm. and um constantly training people to be able to use these machines so each day we are moving forward as the virus progresses so know that that is happening and that will help to reduce anxiety related to this pandemic and then if you're in isolation or quarantine and that happens use we don't we have such busy lives Mm -hmm. that it's incessant the things that we do we're constantly working if you've got kids you're constantly looking after the kids yeah in this time this is the first time you can just be in your house and not be having to go anywhere. How can you use that time for mm. personal games. personal progression or yeah. personal improvement? Have you always wanted to write a book? Yeah. Have you always wanted to record a video of I've, yourself? I've spent the last 12 mm-hmm. years not making music that I spent five to six, seven years yeah. learning how to do. I'll do an album. <laughs> Exactly. I've oh, well, to, why not? Why not? I'm yeah. capable. Like, why podcasts, not? Right, listen we could to do a podcast. podcast. Oh, we're doing one right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what else can we do? Like, like I said, all my clubs that I usually go to have online classes. Yeah. Talking to people that you haven't spoke to in ages, reconnecting, and just, you know, missing out on certain luxuries is going to bring you back to the human spirit. Go, sorry, go on, Chris. No, Uncle Peter once 
got a fortune cookie from a Chinese takeaway restaurant <laughs> and he gave me the little message inside. Yeah. And I've always remembered it. It said, worries like a rocking, rocking horse, mm. keeps you busy, gets you nowhere. And one thing a lot of people can do in these whatever 18 months, what we're saying here in yeah. this hypothetical situation, is worry. And it's difficult not to, isn't it? Yeah. Especially when you know you're going to get paid. Like you were saying, in a few, three months, kids are ever going to go back to school. Oh, I've got yeah. a cough. Have I got COVID-19 or 19.2? I don't know. Probably yeah. be COVID-24 next 18 months. But there is one thing here that we mustn't not see the white elephant in the room, mm. which is that we have a case study, China, where mm-hmm. it came from in February, mm. yeah. that within a matter of three months, reportedly, reportedly, reportedly yeah has managed to fight the virus and now kicking it back. So yeah. I do believe that there is no positive infection rates of any Chinese people now living in China. It's, it's only now, apparently, it's said that the only people with it are the ones coming in, which is yeah. why now, for me, wanting to go back home, it's so stringent. Yeah, so for the listeners' benefit, I've been using a map um, run by John Hopkins University from mm-hmm. America, uh, and they have a COVID-19 map, which is interactive and up-to-date and live. And I've been getting my data and looking at that. I really recommend it. Again, we don't know whether it's 100% true. It's only on tested victims. One thing the whole planet is has to do, has always done, and will continue to do, is survive and on that, I'm dedicating this to my dad, who's an ultimate survivor, lying in bed by the looks of things. He's on lockdown with my stepmom, Phyllis. You guys, this is Gloria Gaynor. I will survive. At first I was afraid, I was petrified, thinking I couldn't live without you by my side. And after spending just going to step in here apparently reports that patsy palmer has contracted covid19 it did me wrong i grew strong and i learned how to get along now you're back from outer space and i find you here with that that look upon your face i should have changed that stupid lock or made you leave your key but i known for a second you'd be back to bother me
Dana there with I Will Survive. What an absolute peach, what an absolute brilliant, brilliant lady. I'm going to move on to something else now because uh, I've had a couple of requests come in. This is going out to the Toil Massive, a.k.a. the Geezers. This is Jamie T with Zombie. Long she sees apart from me, possessed behind the eyes. Apart from the frightening, the moaning, the biting, you seem to be the night sky. And I know what she thinks, and she looks at me, and she looks with such despair. But you're not the only one around here that needs a bit of fresh air. Cause I'm a sad, sad post tree Caught up in the love machine No dream concrete Walking like a zombie Like a zombie And I'm a cold train Fast lane Caught up in the dirty rain No plane, no gang Walking like a zombie Like a zombie What is all place here Man, it's falling apart Jamie T with Zombie. So I've got a friend of mine, a friend in Russia, let's call them, uh, very linked on uh, sort of celebrity news and gossip and things going on. Apparently, there is a, well, everyone knows who Kim Kardashian is. So Kim Kardashian actually has a psychic that originated from PL1 postcode in Plymouth. So, quote, uh, oh, sorry, this is a quote from my friend in Russia, inverted commas. In around 2020, a severe pneumonia-like illness will spread throughout the globe, attacking the lungs and the bronchial tubes and res- resisting all known treatments. Almost more baffling than the illness itself will be the fact that it will suddenly vanish as quickly as it arrived. Attack again 10 years later, 
and then disappear completely. Wow. Yeah, that psychic woman who came out with that in her book. Uh, yeah, she ended up turning into a man. Prophetic. Really. She did. Yeah. So that's she, pretty do you crazy. She saw that one coming. Did she write. That I wonder one? if she knows whether the when the best time is to shut down because I know someone <laughs> that does know the best time to shut down, and that, my friend, is Skepta. Man's <laughs> never been in marquee when it's shut down, eh? Trust me, daddy. Pulling this one down, that was Skepta with Shut Down. So I've got one more request, time for one more request, and then we're going to delve into a little bit of fantasy and conspiracy because I like a bit of conspiracy theory. We're going to delve a little bit and have a bit of a bit of a chat about what we think things might be. This is a request coming from Bernie Robbins, I believe. Bern, is she in America or Ireland at the moment? Anyway, Bern, this is for you. This is Want to Be a Star by Matt Williams. Southern wind blowing through the pines That first cool sip of backwoods homemade wine Couldn't hold a candle to how you made me feel Smell of salt on the pier down in Panama The stars we were wishing on, I'd trade them all Just to hold your hand again 
Was like summer rain that cooled the soft ground where we laid by the lake and got tangled up with the moon shining off your skin. You swore you'd be mine till the end. Now there's an empty seat in my truck. Cause you went off to LA to follow your dream, live your life in a fast-paced West Coast scene. All I could do was hold my six string and sing the song that I used to sing to you. Maybe I know you wanna be a star, but to me you already Wish you come back. Williams there with Want to Be a Star out to burn. So we've got roughly 35 minutes left. Um, I wanted to, or Chris and I wanted to potentially discuss some conspiracy we've heard about this this virus, this outbreak, this global situation. Um, <coughs> let me clear my throat. Um, okay, who wants to go start here? Anyone? Anyway, what have you heard, Chris? Oh, hold on. Better turn his microphone on. I just wanted to say um, another thing that's really good, that's really important for all of us. To okay, stay. this is factual, by yeah. the way. Yeah, Healthy, sorry, guys. She's cut my microphone off, and ladies get, and gentlemen. Try and be getting your five fruit and veg a day and keeping your vitamins up. Um, some people will be worried about the loss of junk food, and um, I wanted to say something that I saw Go on. pictures in Chi- from the China lockdown. I was looking at pictures of what was happening in the streets and looking at the desertion and 
Um, was McDonald's closed? McDonald's and KFC were open for business. Yes! <laughs> They're back. <Yeah>. So <laughs> OFB, yeah, baby. <laughs> the way they did it was um, people would order their food on the app, stand about five metres away from the entrance between each other, yeah. and the people inside working would come out in a big, you know, covered with protective gear. On a McDonald's seat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The 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 full body condom, yeah. And leave the tray on the tables outside, the tables just immediately outside. They should do that all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and there were, like, people delivering McDonald's in special McDonald's protective gear during the lockdown. <laughs> Look at that. McDonald's, yeah. eh? Like, a, like those weird scooters with a sort of frame above it, but like an egg that's airtight. It's got like a little vent, like a vacuum kind of, you know when you go into a weird shop and mm. they close it and stuff? So, so was this recent? So, uh, yeah, it was. It's during their lockdown. Okay. Yeah. Um, so get your five a day and don't worry for McDonald's. You, you will be able to get a yeah. bargain bucket for one. Though I don't recommend no. that food. No. No, me I neither. did try the vegetarian burgers. They don't do that in Asia. Oh, the, the vegan moment. burger in KFC? Or? No, in McDonald's. Oh, okay. um, well, I was about to explode then. <laughs> I tried it. I just thought I'd try it. I was all right. I'm what whatever. Are you doing? What are you it's about time they have vegan nuggets and stuff, isn't it? Are you vegan? No, I'm vegetarian. Um, no, I'm not. I'm flexitarian. Flexitarian. Yeah, I'm Brexitarian, uh, me and too. that means I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I have an alter ego who's a fruititarian. Nice. If you want to hear about that? Go, go on, to my yeah. YouTube channel. All right. Des- Riel Winterborn. Say that again. Riel Winterborn is Real. my YouTube channel. Nice. And I have an alter ego who's a fruititarian. Nice. So if you want to hear about her Sweet. lifestyle. Tune in well, to I've my got a YouTube few people channel. here going on about uh, doing vitamin C and orange juice enemas. So maybe <laughs> they'd you could... like the channel, Ben. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so there you go. Riel Winterborn. R I E double L E Winterborn. W I. Yeah. N. Yeah. T E R. Okay. B O U R N E. There you go. Well, I tell you what. Talking about self promotion. Cousin Brian. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't really do it, should you? It's not, not, not known to be do the it. right you, thing. You, yeah. You've got a platform. You've, you've paid your dues. You've talked for two and a half hours, no, my friend. Yeah, probably absolutely no use to anyone. But um, <laughs> if anyone is interested in China, um, not talking about this virus all the time, but it, were anyone thinking of going to China? Well, probably not at the moment. Um, or will be maybe going to work there at some point. Then we do have a, um, a podcast show platform mm. uh, china jedi it's called okay. uh, com. and the main thing is we shine humor love and light on chinese life okay and looking at it from foreign perceptions and yeah you know because it is a very different place on the ground there mm. um yeah so anyway, okay china uh, jedi yeah yeah china jedi.com now talking about these mcdonald's and um things well, like what this what do you think about that well well this these times do bring out the Best and the worst can, in this, Can don't I they? say, I've had this come in from a listener, there's no proof that COVID-19 can exist when you eat fried food, or no proof against it. So <laughs> That's true. And also alcohol, and I, I'm apparently. A big fan. I'm a big fan of fried food, especially fried chicken. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, they also said a lot, and you know, people laughed at it when, when I was in China, that drink warm water. Mm. Um, and uh, apparently also uh, hard liquor is uh is very good for it as well yeah um but i don't know if we should be saying that but who knows the the case studies are 
short yet unproven so um on from fruitarianism and and you know fast food um that it very much is the the thing in china and when i left uh you you went into a mcdonald's and mm. yeah. all the tables and chairs were eerily upside down and um they were was around. that in swindon <laughs> <laughs> Other cities exist, by the way, apparently. Uh, and uh, and uh, you only allowed in like five or six people at a time. Not that I frequent those kind of places like you do as much, Brian. Yeah. But what I found really strange was, on your point, before I left to escape the virus, and now I'm back with the virus and can't escape it. Maybe you are me. the virus. So unlucky. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, some people have said I am, actually. Oh, uh, Where were we? So, uh, as I was saying felt the way all the how all of it started happening the masks and the shutdown of shops and the closing the parks and these vehicles that went past every day you know telling people what not to do that it felt so planned yeah almost too planned and it made me think i was in a experience in what could only be said to be a a protocol a demo a test period for this kind of stuff that the powers that be wanted to roll out. A so, so you think that you experienced it whilst they were training for it? Yeah, I believe. Yeah, when I was there, and I, and I could be here that this is seven a, seven. Anyone a test? Hey, conspiracy seven te- seven. Well, yeah. whatever. I don't oh, know this is a training exercise. Bang! And there's a person with a bomb. Ah! Did you bring the tinfoil hats? I didn't. I left them at home. Oh. Now I don't want anyone mixing up that I'm talking about terrorism or anything like that because my words can get misconstrued. Yes. What I'm saying about it earlier what's the solution human suppression getting mm. us used to staying in our rooms and doing as uh, you know daddy tells us big yeah. brother tells us yeah i believe this is a smaller thing a training session for a bigger thing that's coming our way and in our lifetimes i'm sure listeners we're going to have more of this kind of stuff i don't think it's a natural evolution of a virus i don't believe that one second yeah. i think very much this was planned um 9-11-esque may i say forget the zeros and the sevens okay and, I, and i'd love to delve into this because of course none of us know the true answers to this mm. uh but i do smell a rather large fish mm. where do you think the, the fish came from so it's got to be swindon I it was, it? i thought it was the swindon have fish i thought it was a bat anyone from swindon do swindon have yeah, fish? Text please in. if you're from swindon don't call in we're not interested <laughs> Well, um, I, don't, I love Swindon, actually. I just, very I just nice had a place. report come through, actually. Uh, this is from a, an informant of mine, uh, Saffron. Saffron's actually sent me a very, uh, a, a kind of a cable, I guess, a government cable. Encrypted. Which is, is, it was encrypted, yeah. Um, You've unencrypted it. I've decrypted it, <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Um, apparently, uh, are we all familiar with who Harambe is, or should I say was? The gorilla. Very, very correct. Yes. You're familiar with Harambe? No, and what did Harambe do? Harambe was a, a prophet, a hero, a figurehead of society, a largely under, under a kind of understood, well, misunderstood mm. personality amongst the zoological scene in, um, I'm not sure what zoo it was, maybe Hamburg or Germany, I'm not sure. Oh, come on. Stop. He's a gorilla. Stop monkeying around, Brian. Yes, thank you very much. Gorillas are apes, actually. Yeah, but, well, um, still. <laughs> <laughs> in, Sp- in Spanish, they call them mono. 
That's a, is that mono? Yeah. So what, what's to be learned from Harambe? Well, fundamentally, Harambe had an informant. And that informant was Jeffrey Epstein, and oh, he actually knows about the lab in Area 51 mm-hmm. where the making of COVID-19 actually happened. But he was ju- he, a, a child fell into his uh, pen, mm. and just before Harambe was about to give this child the information that Jeffrey Epstein had given him, he got shot. And that was the end of Harambe. Never forget. Harambe the gorilla. Gorilla, yeah. Who lived in Area 51. No, he was a friend of, or let's say a confidant of Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. And Jeffrey Epstein explained to him where COVID-19 came from. Um, This Epstein guy is the one who apparently got killed, right? While in... Did Epstein yeah. kill himself? Well, that, Let's leave that open. No, but that, that's the guy, right? It, yeah, what was it? He it. actually. What, what did he do for a living again? Uh, he was a. He rubbed shoulders yeah. with rich people. He with grew the up elite. in the Bronx. He was a American. He was the American dream gone real, uh, and he went too real. Let's not talk about what he is. Yeah, what but he, he knew did. a lot. He knew Let's a say lot. That. Of he rich knew a lot. People. He did. Okay, and he knew a lot of information, and, and, and he also knew Harambe. So that's the most important fact. Anyway, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to segue onto something else kind of conspiracy-based. I heard a conspiracy that uh, more people have been infected with COVID. COVID? COVID? COVID, apparently. Corbin? COVID. Corbin virus. <laughs> oh, poor COVID-19. Jeremy. Poor Jeremy. Yeah, COVID-19. From actually visiting the United States of America more than people who visited China. Anyone want to delve into that? I have to say that the statistics from America was really low, wasn't it? The count. Mm. It's still quite low, isn't it? They're saying that's because of limited testing. Yeah. I've also got another informant over here on my my sort of news channel or my government cables that come through to me on a regular basis um, that said that actually the testing kits were offered by the World Health Organization to America completely free of charge, Mm. mass testing kits. But they were rejected because the WHO wanted to give them out for free and America wanted to charge $1,600 per test. So, okay. Yeah, they have a really strange health system, don't they? It's mm. daylight robbery. More, more it's bit. unjust. It's inhumane. But that's semi-disgusting. I, you know, talking about America here, I yeah. want to distance when we, when we talk about this, this kind of stuff. Mm. That I think, look, I, America's definitely involved in this. Yeah. Where it came from, who knows, where it was planted, yeah. they're involved. But what I want to say is I want to go above America. It's not America. It's not good American people. No. I want to say it's the people running America. And I don't think we yeah. have time tonight to talk about the 1%. that. 1%. But, yeah, it's the people behind America that probably aren't even American. Mm. And, uh, and, and so I, I just want to Zionists. Put, that, put, that, put that out there. And I'll go even above that. The deeper you delve, we have to go off planet. But we're not going to go into that tonight. I disagree. So, okay. We'll, well, talk, we'll save yeah, that for another episode. You, you disagree in the fact yeah, that... I disagree about going existing, off planet. But you, so you don't agree that there are possible sentient beings living outside of our planet? I planet? have read a lot about the Anunnaki. 
I've yeah. read about that's one kind of spe- alien yeah, species. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I know a lot about the Sumerian people and the people yeah. they worshipped. Zachariah Sitchin's book. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I've read a lot about Planet X, Planet X slash yeah. Nibiru. Um, Wormwood. Yeah. Oh, I I don't want to talk about that too much. Because about the the, the Pleiadians. Yes. Uh, the Nordics. That all of those. Uh, yeah. The greys. I'm the wearing. Tall greys, the small greys. A. You're wearing the man of the moment. I'm wearing a je- uh, uh, a David <laughs> Ike. David Nike. So yeah, I've 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 done my research. But Brian, really, how valid that research is, I can't say. But you, you don't. But you don't probably think there are aliens out there. I mean, when oh. I say aliens, I don't mean green things. Like look like us, no, but... dude. I am. Um... There's a lot, of, a lot of weird things happen in this life, day to day, in my daily life, things that I can't explain and probably happen to everyone. So yes, I, no, there's no way that I can say superhuman sentient beings do not exist. Okay. So maybe. The universe is far too big. Massive. And they don't, unbelievably they don't have to be superhuman, by the way. They can be idiots like you and me mm, that... Yeah. Like Earth's going to go through unless the virus kills us. Starts yep. working out how to go galactic. I, I and, want them to turn up and I want them to come and help us out with this virus. There we go. I, I, well, I'm I wouldn't see them as that. But yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm up for it. But where do you think the virus came from? Well, yeah. So my theory is this isn't really my belief. No, go with one what of, you're saying one, earlier. one of the things I think I was saying earlier is that actually there's two viruses and actually this isn't just an outbreak. This is fundamentally warfare between china and the usa last year the usa tried to impose trade sanctions on china um and in i think october last year Mm. the american sort of government arrested a person by the name of charles lieber now charles lieber was a harvard chemistry chief and what he was kind of doing was taking large payments from the Chinese government for sending students that he was working with at his facility in the America to China on a kind of, um, what's the word, talent scouting operation. Yeah, it was accepting payments of hundreds of thousands of dollars. Is that right? And it, he was denying that he was receiving that money. There you go. So the China's Thousand Talents Plan. Thank you. And oh, what yeah. city was he working in in China? He was working in Wuhan. Wuhan. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Wuhan, uh, you know, America and China are also having another race, mm. um, a battle at who can get 5G connected yes. across their country quicker than the other. It's, it's almost like a, a new space race. Yeah. Once you get 5G across the the country you got total control and suppression um but that come later uh yeah that's really interesting and yeah. actually the first i've heard about that today was from me yeah from yeah. from you about mm. this harvard i mean that seems pretty bizarre doesn't it mm. yeah okay can i so, add okay carry on. on no, no, no you okay from my sources i heard that there was a a meeting between two bodies in the market in wuhan mm. i maybe i i'm not going to say white hats and 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 black hats at all because i mean that's just too polarized but apparently uh this virus that was made was meant to be used in one particular country to bring Mm. one country down Mm. and apparently there was an argument a disagreement uh with these people that were meeting yeah and the the virus was actually accidentally let out 
Mm. It's almost that crazy, you know, when the villain comes up mm. with this potion that can mm. kill all these certain people mm. or certain countries and suddenly they drop it or something and it, yeah. it starts to cover them up as well. Yeah. And so it, it spread unintentionally now mm. across all of the, the planet and creating a right load of mess. So that, that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, that's one uh, theory coming from that. But they met and, and it got let out and it was only intended to bring one country down and now it's bringing everyone down, which I just think is quite funny karmically. Not funny for us, of course. Mm, well, surely if they knew they were really, if, that, if a virus that contagious was being released, that it would affect every mm. other country. Yeah. Or perhaps it, I, I don't know. Depends if you have the vaccine, right? I'm not saying any of this is true. Yeah, no, none of it's this is fact, guys. Conversation exactly. That is not Yeah, not fact. factual Based whatsoever. What is fact, though, is that uh, apparently COVID-19 came from Swindon. So, joke, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. I wanted no. to say something, this is a bit off the topic, but with regards to panic buying, I was thinking about it today, the way that... It's conspiracy, it's, been... it's not true. <laughs> so... It's not true, those little photos are not true. <laughs> it's all little in Plymouth, Union yeah. Street, it's just bare. Everything is bare, shocking, but... Mm. In a way, <laughs> in our popular culture, how many apocalyptic movies have you seen growing up and mm. seeing how people are like suffering and seeing those pictures of the shops that are all like dusty and yeah. nothing's there and they're closed down and zombies are walking around. Yeah. In a way, with the uncertainty, I don't necessarily blame people for panic buying. And I know there's a lot of like, oh, they're so selfish. Mm. And yes, it is. But at the same time, I can see where that panic is coming from. because They've it's been so, fed a line. Yeah, in our popular <clears throat> culture, mm. we've led to believe like the apocalypse scary yeah we need to prepare so can we also say then that hollywood and you know these epsteinians mm. have some kind of an idea of what's going to happen i mean it would make sense if you control the planet and let's be honest it doesn't just um spontaneously work like this you know mm. a market just doesn't just happen it happens because someone said right let's create a market and there's always someone behind the market that creates it i'm talking about fruit and veg market or even the, the money markets yeah. there's people shall i say no, people, beings, uh, I'll say that, that are behind the systems that control our planet. And yep. if we take a triangle, we're the ones at the bottom trying to scramble up the top, which we'll never actually get at the moment. Yeah. We'll never actually get to. But going back to your point, which was um, about uh, panic buying and Hollywood and these movies, it's saying something. How many movies also, apart from the dark ending days, have aliens in them now? Yeah. Let, let's say that. So apocalypse and aliens. Well, it's going to exciting times, isn't yeah, it, in the next I mean, 50 years? Well, I mean, we are whilst, living in... Hmm. Living? We're <sighs> living in a big time of history. Yeah. Big change. I mean, history. Donald Trump and America have a space force. Well, that was another thing he yeah. talked about when he was first what, inaugurated, yeah. yeah. What, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a song here by my sister, Chelsea, who's... Uh, she's trapped in Canada. She can't fly back. Same as me, trapped here. Yeah, she's trapped in England. Um, and in fact, my girlfriend, Marta, was trapped in Poland. Would have been nice to see Chelsea, actually. Over. I haven't seen her for years, anyway. So well, she, you're not going to see her this trip. No, she's probably trapped. not, no. Um, yeah, so I did sneak... We Well, I... Marta and her sisters snuck themselves over the Polish border into Berlin to fly home for me to collect them. So testament to that Polish solidarity. There you go. Anyway, here we go. This is Astronaut by Chelsea Owl.
Al there with astronauts so we've got roughly nine minutes left i want to kind of finish off on a couple of things that i want people to think about if it don't believe if you don't believe what i'm saying you're probably educated and wise um but i do think you should open your mind to things that you don't read in the sun or see on bbc.co.uk mm. um i was saying to chris earlier that i feel that well, how do I put this? So where did it start? Who chucked what? Who threw the first missile? Let's say it is a biological war. Let's say this is warfare. and We are the subjects of the dead, let's call it a no man's land. Who started it first? Why are the numbers so high in certain countries? So Italy, northern Italy, why are the numbers high there of infection, mm. the reported numbers, I must add? Why are the uh, numbers so high in China, yet the recovery rate and death rate has been halted and stopped? We do know from what Riel was saying that there's a lot of things in place and they've done really well. And you've, of course, been part of that, mm. Chris. My feeling is that... Um, let's say these two countries are attacking each other or have attacked each other. America started it first. Let's just say America started it first because let's not forget a few months ago, America were very, very close to war with Iran, weren't they? Almost, Mm -hmm. it it was inevitable that war was going to happen with Iran. But overnight, Donald Trump said, nah, it's all right. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that plane crash and all those kind of things? So, yeah, interesting. I feel that there is space to be discovered by discussion like this and wise people cracking on with it. Yeah, I also heard down the rabbit hole that there are two different strains of COVID-19. Right. The one that apparently emanated from the Chinese market from the ear of a bat and the one that surfaced in Iran and Italy, which is why we've seen, I think, higher rates of problems in the body when 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 someone is infected by it more so than in the ones in china is that right yeah uh, well, well it's it, we're gestating yeah we're, sure we're, and, yeah and so you know is that strain the one that's now knocking on our doors so yeah. to speak on our that message island? that came through where you can get it and then you can heal and then you can get it again get it again are you not just being attacked by attacked by two separate viruses yeah is that as a doctor can you get the same virus twice Sorry, generally again. build up immunity there are thought to be two strains but right. I mm-hmm. don't think that's because they come from different places viruses mutate all the time quickly yeah. they How can quickly? do they okay. do it so they do it because so survive. To, yeah so they do it in response to humans immune responses so I think you said earlier that, that a virus is an army is that right well I, I was saying it in the context of one. if the if coronavirus is an army attacking the human race, then 
our weapons are ventilators, medicine, the national health workforce. And grand Ant-Man. <laughs> but I'm not saying <laughs> that... Awesome Ant-Man. superhero. Yeah. I am not saying that... <laughs> this is fantasy hour, biological by the way, remember, war- Well, I'm not saying it's biological wa- warfare. That was just... That's my of, idea. Yeah, that was me just saying like putting a simile okay, onto the yeah, whole thank thing you. Yeah, yeah. Sort to of. just show how mm. we can fight it with, okay. with ventilators and healthcare which we can build up yeah okay fair point um, if this is a bio warfare mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. I reckon it's a small one you know they're just like having a go this is the first one of the 21st yeah. century yeah yeah so come on then. this boy. isn't gallipoli it's or not yeah yeah, yeah or the take, hundred yeah this is the start of the hundred years war yeah. the crusades let's have a see let's yeah. see how far you can go and how well you can yeah. get back and this is why i do believe in the next few months we'll see china very much showing to the world that they're back they've yeah. been knocked on the floor and they're back schools are up mm. but as you've said um doc mm. be careful because it might come back. Yeah. For a second not, version. Not because it's been implanted or anything, it's because of immunity and how it's built up in a yeah. community. Yeah. And if we have a little mm. bit of immunity, then we're more protected as we come out of suppression. Um, but I, I just wanted to say, a, like, a message to everyone. Um, if you are in isolation or quarantined, it's not going to be forever. Use the time for ways to grow personally. Connect with your human spirit. Maybe practice yoga. Write that book you wanted to, to write. Read that book you wanted to read. Mm-hmm. Look for self-help books. Keep breathing. Keep in contact with your family. And keep healthy and eating. And this will pass. And this, there's lots mm. of people working on it to pass. Yeah. Mm. It's coming, guys. Can I just say as well? Yeah, um, final thoughts. Yeah. Um, I love you, mum and, uh, and dad and uh, my wife and my four boys and everyone in the room and actually everyone Aww. in our lovely country yeah. and everyone in the world who's actually, um, you know, thinking positively and doing things for others. Yeah. Uh, and as you mm. said, we will get through this, um, hopefully, most L- of us. Love is the answer. Love is the drug. There we go. Right. Thanks very much for coming in, ladies and gents. Or, well, Chris and Riel. It's been really, really, really good tonight. It's I'm Thanks glad to have so. people to talk to. It's been a very good discussion. Hope you listeners have enjoyed it. The last hour was fantasy. Don't take it all. Take it as face value. We made load of it up. So it, it didn't come from Swindon. The last bit where I said I love my mum and that's I true. That. Yeah, yeah, and okay. I don't con- condone any of the conspiracy. No, okay. Neither do I. It's all a joke. Open your mind. But open it. your mind and have fun. Keep your pecker up, Keep as my dad always there. says. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> whilst you're all locked up and uh, getting over things and, and doing what you need to do. This is Locked Up by Akon. Good night, everybody. Thank you very much. Don't go to little.
listening to the China Jedi podcast shining humor love and light on Chinese life may the smile be with you